Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Ali Hassan. This is Eat and Drink. That's it. You hear that? Yeah, you hear that? We're drinking in real time, people. <laughs> real time. No, and in fact, you're staying... Uh, uh, you're staying true to your purest roots. Right. You could have prepped something ahead. You said no. No, no. I said I want to cut, cut in real time. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about today, uh, this is what I do. I, I think of an uh, ingredient and I feel like it'll challenge Marco to find a paired drink with that ingredient. And it uh, it never does. You're always ready. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I have a better cocktail. I just couldn't get my act together to get all the Come ingredients. On. I know. How it was like, reveal that to I, the yeah, world, you know, Marco. I want to be honest. I'm not, you, you know, you set me up and then I just, <laughs> I pull the last piece of the Jenga and I, I just, like I tossed the lob to you that <laughs> yeah, you could hit a home no, run with I just, What I did was I took my hands away and just let yeah, it fall yeah, to the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I belong in Little League. But sometimes I think when you don't do the obvious, yeah. something even better can happen. And that's what I'm going with with this particular drink. I like it. So nice. our topic today yes. that you chose. Cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Why the cherry tomato? Who doesn't love the cherry this tomato? This is the thing, you know, even the only time I've seen some love for it go away is that when it's, it's too warm. So my children love cold cherry tomatoes or mm-hmm. room temperature. But if I just toss them in some sort of a warm pasta, then they don't like them. But if I cook them down, then they like them. So there's this little temperature. And personally, I don't care about any of that. That is no concern of mine, I what see. my children like or don't like. But That's, good. That's good parenting. Oh, I that, think so. I'm doing 1978 for, in this house. For man. everyone who doesn't do that, yeah. you're a bad parent, I'm going to say. I don't know if you're a bad parent, <laughs> but you're wasting a lot of time. You turn into a diner chef real yeah. quick. What do you want? What do you want? What, come on. We got four of these guys. We got we to plow through this. I don't think I'd have the appreciation of food that I have today. If my parents, if my mom in particular didn't say, you're eating that or you're going to go hungry. This is it. I met a 30, what was he? When he was 35 was the first time... That he was trying a kebab. I had made like, you know, just ground sure. beef and spices. Um, kebab, man. And he was like, yeah, dude, I, I was a very picky eater as a child. And I don't know, I just pretty much ate hot dogs my entire life. Yeah. And uh, that was the saddest bit of information that has ever been. <laughs> the funny thing is, so I was the firstborn and then my, the, my folks had my sister, Mary Lena, and she's going to kill me for saying this. But yes. all she wanted to eat as a child was hot dog. And apple juice. Those were her things. And we tease her about it. And if she listens to this podcast, she'll be very upset that I revealed not only her name, but that fact about it. (laughs) So while I was forced to eat everything, she had the... She was able to get away with it. She Your got away with it because like... she was she was a very picky and difficult eater okay. when she was young. Now she's she'll eat. She eat it all. Well, no, she'll she'll eat, but she's not as adventurous. Is she still in the hot dog world? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. At so. least I know. Least I think I think that. she's okay without going for that. All but right. So cherry tomatoes, I feel it's a crowd pleaser. It's uh, there's another element here, which is that any boob mm-hmm. can. Uh, can grow cherry tomatoes. That's the beauty of, of cherry tomatoes in particular. And I, I don't have, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm very handy in the kitchen, mm-hmm. in a garden, I'm a, I'm a flop. Man. Really? I'm a flop and it bothers me so much. I've Why though? So much. I don't know what to tell you. It, it's, it's like, you know when somebody gives you directions and then they add the words, you can't miss it? Yeah. 
I'm always, always going to miss it. I hate hearing those words. I feel like in gardening also, like, oh, yeah, it's super simple. Zucchini will just grow itself. Like, screw up so much stuff, but not the cherry tomato. Wait a second. Can we take this back and blame your parents for this? Did uh, they have a garden when you were growing up? They did. My mother has a green mm, thumb. Then we can't blame your parents. My mother has a green thumb. My father doesn't go near it. Oh. He was like, ah, I don't want to waste okay. my time with it. Yeah. Uh, I remember the one time I saw my dad gardening was also the one time I saw him sweating. Really? never saw this man sweat and he was sweating in the garden and I was like one hand on the phone I was like he's he's gonna die maybe he wore, wore secret wasn't that there well, yeah 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 just never, right over never see forehead. them sweat was yeah, that yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was there um, my family always had a garden so yeah. I never feared gardening and planting stuff and then we had a garden in our community garden nice and so it was a very excited community garden you know you have your own little plot yeah and then it became like the nazi garden because the people in charge were very like your garden's getting overgrown you've got too many things in it they were like they were always coming down on me in my garden i'm like hang on here folks this little patch of earth right here in our community is mine yeah i'm gonna grow what i want how i want it's a city garden so i'm just gonna plant and these vegetables got to fight themselves out and the winner lives you know what I mean and they were like so incessant on like you've got to do this you're not doing that your hedges are like this you've planted too much you can't plant that it's invasive and all this and I'm like oh, wow. slow down so the following year I was like fine they tried to kick me out I'm like you're not kicking me out because they always wanted to have these meetings in the evening when I worked I'm like I'm sorry I work at night have them at 2 o'clock in the afternoon I don't have a problem be there you're mm-hmm. forcing me out because I can't attend your meetings but you can't attend my preferred times, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a debate. They're like, okay, you can have it a garden next year. And I planted a spike garden. I call it a What's spike in? garden. What's in a spike garlic. garden? Garlic. I'm like, all I'm going to plant here <laughs> is garlic. To spite all you people around That's me, great. it's going to be the nastiest looking garden of garlic. And I just planted garlic and it was fantastic. Spike, but was it good garlic? Oh, like, spike it, garlic yeah. is the best okay. garlic you can have. If I can <laughs> recommend you planting anything, it's spike garlic. And I just did it that year. And then I was like, and now... I'm out. Yeah. Good Eat stuff. Yeah. I love garlic. And I recommend planting garlic uh, in your garden. Or if you have like a rose bed. Yeah. Between your roses, plant some garlic. Who does that ward off? Dracula. Yes. And then aphids and things like that. Okay. Plus then you have garlic. Garlic scapes. You've got the garlic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian garlic is fantastic garlic. This is not the garlic episode. We'll have a garlic episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Get we into will. That. And I see your eyes lighting oh, up. Oh, man. When it co- to satisfy some of what you're going through, there will be garlic in this uh, cherry tomato Amazing. salad that I've made. So let me get to my drink. Please. Okay. Full disclosure, I hate this cocktail. Okay. It's a very popular a cocktail. Way to start. That is a very strange way to start. <laughs> I, you know, Ali, you said it before. You, you said... I tend to be more negative. You tend to be more yeah. positive. So yeah. I'm just going to start that way <laughs> off the top, okay? So I'm going to make an Aperol spritz. Okay. And the reason I don't like it is I'm not a big fan of sparkling wine, and I'm not a fan of Aperol. And yet here they are both in front of us. <sighs> Together at last. <laughs> I love Campari. Aperol yeah. is like Campari's ugly cousin. So had you, when you said I should have gotten my act together, Campari would have been your definition no, of getting your act together? No. Not even. It would have been a Bloody Caesar. Oh, it would have been a totally different... It would have been a totally different... And we'll do a Bloody Caesar episode, but I want to be will. able to have all those ingredients. Got and it. I just didn't feel like I could get all the ingredients that I wanted for, for I how I wanted man. to make it. And I didn't want to make it less than I can. I get you. All right. So the we'll do an for... omelet episode. With the omelet, we'll have a bloody Caesar. Oh, I love oh, it. Like a great I love brunch it. episode. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, all right, Stay right, tuned. Focus, focus. Stay tuned for the omelet episode. <laughs> Till then, I'm making an Aperol spritz. Aperol is a bitter botanical 
uh, liquor, liqueur. Mm-hmm. May I smell yeah, this? Yeah, please. Actually, it's an aperitif. I don't know if I would call it liqueur, but it, it does have liquor in it, so it's about 11% alcohol. Have you never had Aperol? Smells like summer. Smells like summer, yeah. my friend. Okay. It's bright. This is I've had be Aperol a... before, if, okay. and, and oranges and Aperol somehow go together. For sure. Right? Yeah, yeah okay. because they, they use... Um, so the base of this is rhubarb um, and bitter orange and some botanical and some other secret sort yeah, of herb. Right so it's herb it bitter liquor, and I yeah. never knew that. Okay. Yeah. And, right. and I prefer Campari to Aperol, but that's a whole other thing, and we'll talk about that in another episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm, what I'm making is a spritz. It's a perfect summer cocktail. It's perfect if you have guests, and it's a light, bright drink. So I figured for cherry tomatoes, which to me are bright, mm-hmm. light, and feel like summer or nice weather, this would be a perfect cocktail. Um, so what we what we need here is sparkling wine, champagne, whatever you want to use, a prosecco. I've got prosecco, aperol, and soda, and then oranges. Yep. And the reason why what I'm kind gonna, of oranges? Well, that's just it, just yes. a regular orange. But I decided to make it a little bit different. So what I have here is a blood orange. Yeah. And I got two because I really want to have a nice red blood orange and I didn't I didn't happen to pick it so we'll use this one that kind of because I love a blood orange that's really really red yeah and one of these uh, one of those oranges really uh, shafted you right there a little that's bit that's a totally normal but I bet orange. this one's this one's going to be better this Tastier. is going to be very sweet but we're okay. going to go with this one okay. because I just like the look of it better sure you can use whatever orange you want and if you don't have an orange it's not the end of the world right so uh, you Marco know is eating. cutting blood oranges into slices here that's right and you know I'm a hand model so I have to be very yeah, careful yeah 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 right? you do so <laughs> It's your story about the hand modeling. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. You know, I got to be careful, especially with like dangerous things like a knife. So I'm going to pass you the knife. So it's out of my way. Okay. All right. So very simple. Ice, wine glasses, or any glass will do really, right? I'm just going to use my hands or do we have spoons here? So I don't. No, you can use your hands. I'm going to use my hands to take the ice out. Get into it. I always have ice problems. Yeah. Oh, that's. (laughs) Yeah. There are episodes where there's a lot of ice on the ground after uh, Marco's done his there's thing. Actually, there's an excitement. It's all between my legs. All right. There we go. Yeah. So what you want now is about two-thirds of your sparkling... Your sparkling... Uh, I should have pre-peeled this. You want it to really do everything in real time. I, I huh? so. You can hear the uh, the foil coming off and... I thought I had heard... No, I, there's no cork. There's That's no cork. Two, I really thought I'd stuff. hear a... Pss. No. Well, that was uh, uneventful. Okay, so two-thirds uh, of the way up oh, with... Sparkling, yeah. Sparkling wine. You could do less if you want a really strong drink, but tradition. I'm doing the traditional... And interesting so. that you have soda, water, and sparkling yeah, wine. Yeah, I don't know why. To me, it brightens it, I guess. Okay. It lifts, it lifts it if there's not enough bubbles in the um, champagne. Yeah. Sparkling wine, Prosecco, whatever you... It would be traditionally Prosecco because it's an Italian drink, so you would use Prosecco over uh, sparkling. This is going to be the stronger one because. I'm actually happy you didn't bring champagne. It's the only thing that doesn't doesn't jive with me somehow. Oh really? Well, what are we? Uh, 1988 may have may have may have thrown up a bunch of uh, okay. champagne on so a New Year's Eve. Yeah. I've never been a fan of champagne. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, this is going to work out just fine. Just never liked it. But anyways, then a bit of a glug. There you oh, go. There you That's go. That's the glug soda water. Soda yeah. water. Okay. Here, just a glug of it. Okay. And now, take your half orange, your half wedge of orange, and you use that to mix. To give it a little... Okay. What about this guy here? I see some... I brought that. Yeah. I don't know. I just brought it because I was like... talking about some bitters here. We got some rhubarb bitters. Yeah. You don't need bitters in it. Cheers. Cheers. So let's give this a taste. 
I don't love it. It's you don't love it, huh? No, I don't love it. You know why you don't love it is because you have other things in your mind of what this could have been, and how great it could be. Okay. For me, if I'm sitting on a patio in summer and somebody brings that up, that's a great start. Okay. To to the to the afternoon. Also, I shouldn't be drinking that much in the afternoon anyway, so uh, it's good. It's, it's like, light. It's yeah. not gonna. It's not gonna wreck your day. Yeah. And it's gonna. It's it's not gonna really. We're not having it with a Chateaubriand, so it, whatever we're having with, with uh, cherry tomatoes, it's going to complement it well, I yeah. think. I brought some bitters. I brought rhubarb bitters. This base is rhubarb, Yeah. and I just thought, let me throw some rhubarb bitters in it just to see what happens. Sure. And I, I have a bitters, and I wonder if this is of any interest to you. Ellie is going through a cupboard that has a multitude of wine and things, and he's pulling out a 12-year-old scotch right now of some sort, and he's calling it a bitter. So I don't know if he just needs to up the alcohol content of... You know that he doesn't use the bitters. It's all the way in the back of this cupboard. So far back. Uh, DSB bitters. Oh. Tell me about this. Oh, okay. First of all, I think it's their home. So this is Dylan's, which Dylan's. is a uh, distillery in the Niagara region. Yeah. I love their alcohol. Yeah, you have their just, rhubarb. Yeah, bitters. and you've got their bitter here. I believe this is their bitter. Is it, has this been opened? It has. Okay. Now I'll taste it. And the way to taste bitters, I was told, is to put it in the little crooks of your sure. between your. Uh, like, like where the salt goes when you're having bad tequila. Oh, that's really nice. It's got a really nice sweetness that's to it. it. So it was worth it. Sure. You know, you could put you could put a little bit of that in there, okay. and I think it would brighten it in a nice way. Okay. I don't think it's going to harm Drop it. and that's drop, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it? Okay. So this is the typical drink that you would have as an aperitivo or a starter drink to the start of your evening in a piazza in Italy. Right. And it's been brought over to North America and everyone goes crazy for Aperol spritzes in the summer. So much so that I believe two summers ago in Toronto, we ran out of Aperol. Liquor stores didn't really? have it in their stores because so many bars were making Aperol spritzes. So hoard your spritz now. Hoard yeah. your Aperol now. Uh, for when before the, the summer come. Yeah. For the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And in, based on, you know the based on a true story? This is based on an infusion of selected herbs and roots. That's right. I like it. I see what the appeal is. You don't feel like you're drinking also. If you're no. trying to fool yourself and be like, I'm not really drinking. I'm just having an aperitivo. And it's a gorgeous color. It's a beautiful color. It's a beautiful color. color. And it I think that's a, one of the things that people it love a about it. orange yeah. mix here. Yeah. Well, great. There you go. I enjoy it. I know, I'm, I'm sad that you're not enjoying it as much as I am. Listen, you know what? I'm enjoying it because I'm drinking it with you. And I'm not trying to right. write a Hallmark card you here. A, but you have a way of turning your negativity into something beautiful, my friend. Let's see what we can do here. I'm like the cringe. Not quite the Grinch, but the cringe. The cringe. There you go. So I am going to... Well, we got a, a lot of Foley in this episode, eh? What, what's, what do you mean by Foley? Like, you know, uh, a sound effect maker? Yeah. Is a Foley artist. Oh, and so okay. Yeah, and so what you're doing right now, like you're clinking the spoon with all the... And so we're making all these Foley effects, which which could drive our listeners crazy. Because oh, they're I'm like, so what's sorry, all that guys. tinkling sound? But if you look at it from the perspective of Ali is now doing Foley work... There you it's go. It's quite awesome. This is for you. This shouldn't turn you off. This is for your ears... Okay, I'm going to describe what I see here. Yes. Okay, so what I see is cherry tomatoes with um, some bread, and I see onions, and I see, I want to say basil. Is that mm -hmm. basil? Uh, garlic. So to me, it looks like a panzanella salad. It very much does. Okay. The bread, by the way, mm -hmm. is an olive bread, because mm. I could have added olives to this too. I decided to add an olive bread. 
uh, toasted it and rubbed it with garlic. I just want you to think oh, that fantastic. I'm any, any schlub who just comes along and, uh, you know. Also, the green you see are chives. Oh, yum. Okay, so they're both chives and uh, also the tops of some green onions and some red onion minced very fine and rinsed a few times so that it's not an overpowering onion flavor. Right. And then the, the, uh, the vinaigrette is uh, a really great olive oil, some balsamic vinegar little bit of apple cider vinegar and a little bit of maple syrup. Oh, really? Just some sweetness. Yeah. No, the maple syrup, is it because you're Canadian you put it in there? Or no, because... no, no. I just, in a vinaigrette, just to get a little bit of sweetness, just to highlight the sweetness that already exists with these uh, cherry tomatoes. I just feel like that'll be a very nice thing. It brings out, you know, they, they complement each other very it's nicely. It's a beautiful summer salad, and we'll have this listed on our show notes yes. for our listeners. What I like about the cherry tomato and salads is that it brings a bit of bulk it brings yep. a bit of brightness. It brings color. It brings texture without being the overwhelming uh, ingredient in the salad that you make. Absolutely. It complements everything else. It adds that texture, that bulk, that liquid that oftentimes salads lack mm -hmm. when they're just the leafy green salad or whatnot. Here you've got the you've got the cherry tomato. You've got this bread, this garlic bread in it, and it absorbs the juice from the cherry tomato, but it's not, it doesn't become mushy. It still has structure to it. So together, this is a wonderful uh, summer salad. You've got guests over, aperitivo, this salad, you're starting off really It's a great well. start. Yeah. I agree with that. And if you want to give it a little bit, let's say uh, mm -hmm. it's only one other course you have and you want to give this some, some meat, the first thing you do, can do from a, from a color standpoint, you can add other colored cherry tomatoes you know the red and the uh, this right the uh, yeah. orange and the yellow that's great uh you can add chunks of watermelon if you want to look like you're uh, you know um you want to really dazzle your guests so you could do like tomato watermelon mint yes absolutely so there's no mint here that was the other thing i was going to say that mint is a very nice thing but i i know that mint is big in drinks too so right. i was like let's save that let's not get did i steal your mint thunder i feel like i i feel like i took the mint under your tomato would steal mint thunder okay. or vice versa one, one or the other would happen uh and the other thing is obviously cheese this is oh this this bowl is uh ripe for cheese is yeah. that a way to is that Love a pun it. yeah it's um if I think of like a, a Bulgarian feta or like a semi-soft but still crumbly cheese, that would really go well in this. Problem is I'm trying to cut back on the cheese. Not successfully. Oh, you're trying to cut back on cheese? Trying to cut I can't back on live cheese. without cheese. I like eating cheese out. When I have it in the house, then I just... It's like, it's like I'm a smoker who's like, I don't smoke. And then... Jeez. I buy a pack and then I finish it in two days. That's me with Nutella. Nutella cannot be in my house. Is that house. right? I can't, I can't have Nutella in my house. It's it's the heroin that. Uh, well, you when know. you get Nutella in your house, when you make that critical mistake, you tell me I'm going to come to your house and we do a Nutella episode. Oh man, we got to do a Nutella. <laughs> well, this episode is just us talking about our episode. I just that, I and I don't want to disrespect to know it. that you almost poked yourself in your own eyeball while you were talking about Nutella. So there's something very special there. Yeah. You are literally. Piercing your own skin with like, oh god, Nutella it hurts so yeah. good. Yeah, I got to see it. I got to see that in action. It's 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 not good. It's not, <laughs> it's good. not good. But I don't want to disrespect the tomato here by talking yes. about other ingredients because oh, the tomato, and in particular, we're looking oh, at the cherry tomato, and we did that consciously because there's so many great tomatoes out there. We'll probably have other tomato, like a beefsteak tomato, absolutely, episode, uh, marzano tomato. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. We're starting with the. With the small but mighty cherry tomato. Now, you were saying it's the one thing you can grow in your garden? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I can grow other things, but not reliably. This grows very reliably. Okay. You have a nice sunny summer. These guys are popping up. And 
there's an excitement too, you know, and I remember that from a, a, when I was a kid. That was the one thing I was always going out to see. I didn't care about the zucchinis okay. and the cabbage and uh, the cucumbers as much. Although now my love for cucumbers has definitely grown because my love for gin has grown. Oh, and together they've become so special. But, you know, it was always when you saw these things, you saw like five of them are green and you're like, oh, they're not there yet. And then the next day become red. And I remember part of my, my lies to my parents were like, any cherry tomatoes done? I'd be like, ah, just a couple. Meanwhile, my breath uh, is like, my mouth is full of like eight cherry tomatoes. Oh, that you I would ate. go and... I would go and eat them in the garden and not bring them back. Which would have been hor- horrific to my mother that I didn't wash them before eating them. But the joy of eating a cherry tomato. There's nothing better than eating a tomato that's just been picked off a of vine. Yeah. The, the, toma- the tomato is never more perfect, I find. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about cherry tomatoes is they continue to grow. You you have them throughout the season, right? It's yeah. not like, you know, you wait so long no, yeah. for a It's day. not two weeks in May and yeah. then you're done. This is it. And even the ones that I, you know, you always want your garden, you know, that that's the top choice. But even the ones that grow, you know, hydroponically. Sure. Or in, I, I, in still winners. House, yeah. Still winners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the beautiful thing about a cherry tomato too is it doesn't get mealy like another to, like a, yes. some hothouse tomatoes or hydroponically grown tomatoes don't have the I don't know the what it is the flavor the feel no absolutely uh, the structure that a uh, uh, garden tomato has reminiscent of styrofoam sometimes yeah. you've had terrible tomatoes hundred percent and uh, yeah cherry tomatoes don't seem to go that you know you tend these things in their little baby form I think there's really concentrated flavor. And, uh, and there's so much you can do with it. I find also like uh, this ingredient, this this bowl here, the bread and the, it's olive bread and cherry tomatoes. It, it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite uh, flatbreads, which is just black olives and cherry tomatoes. Right. No sauce, nothing like that. What is that called? There's a, it's like a, uh, I can't think of the bread, but it's like a focaccia. Focaccia oh, is the word you. I'm thinking about. A focaccia. Barese with olives and, and a focaccia uh, barese. Yeah, with, wow. with uh, black olives, and this is a thing. This is a thing out there in the all world. Right. Yeah, all right. listen, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that at all. I like focaccia. It's not my favorite thing. I do like focaccia, but I prefer a focaccia that has things like that. That's in it. it. So just a plain but focaccia. Just giving a life to yeah. focaccia yeah. that you never thought it could. Here's have. what I like to do with a cherry tomato. Tell me. All right, and. If I was making the Caesar salad, this is what I would... Uh, the, Caesar, the Caesar cocktail, this yeah. is what I would do. But if I was having guests over and I wanted a quick little appetizer, this is what I would do. A bamboo stick, cherry tomato, small bocconcini cheese, mm. cherry tomato, basil, cherry tomato, boom. Put it on a plate, a little Malden salt, take a little bit of good olive oil, drizzle that on, and then a little bit of balsamic glaze. Just a little bit. Don't go crazy with the balsamic glaze. Mm. People, I think they go, tend to go a little bit crazy with it. Hey, you just need the tiniest little eyedropper drop of it. And there you go. A little appetizer on a stick for your, for your guests. Bright, beautiful colors. Let me, tell, let me ask you how this works for okay. you. And I, I don't mean to um, no. resuscitate your negativity. And they may not. Mm-hmm. Think about all of that. Now, I was vegan for two months. So maybe that's why my, men, my, my head is here. I'm not um, going to hold that against you. Yeah. Uh, the bocconcini, as you mm-hmm. said. Cherry tomato. What about a small piece of just... Pan-fried pork belly, and then bocconcino and cherry tomato. Now it's not as fresh, well, but I feel like a crispy, salty meat and small, mm-hmm. just a little chunk in there. I don't know. That's where my head is. Let's but there, hear but here's the thing: won't the coldness of the bocconcini and the tomato really 
you know, put a damper Do on Do they have the, to be that cold? Can we not get them closer to room temperature? Mm. Work okay. with me here, Marco. <laughs> I don't know. Marco doesn't like I don't, I don't he doesn't know. Like, Marco's doing a thing where he rubs his head and the back of his neck. And and a lot of that has to do with uh, who the hell am I talking to right now? What he doesn't he, like. What is he saying? Like, how is he disrespecting what I just created? No, listen. I love I'm, not, I'm not going to say it's not going to work. Yeah. In my mind, I can't quite put that together. I get it. I get it. I want, you know what? For me, put the pork belly on the side. Put the, let that feature itself. Yeah. Don't, don't. Don't try to get too fancy. I hear what you're saying. I think what happened is that I looked in this bowl of cherry tomatoes and the bread now looks like chunks of pork belly. And I was like, oh man, pork belly's on my mind now. I love it. I love what the tim- tomato complements in this dish here. Yeah. Like even the little pieces of, of no, that's not onion, is it? There's green onion, green onion the tops there. of green onions. And there's a tiny, thin, thin slivers of, uh, of garlic. I tried mm-hmm. to go Goodfellas when what's his name is in the prison. With the razor blade, it was like with that type of just, just so thin. Yeah, I like it. I'm happy with what's been accomplished here. I think it's great. I think I also have a buzz from your really all spritz. I uh, don't be embarrassed. I no, I'm not breakfast. embarrassed. It's just maybe you do. Like it's it's also. I should tell our listeners it's early in the morning. Like it's too early for even a brunch it's drink. Early. If anybody, if any of my neighbors were watching. Marco come in my home with a bag of alcohol doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for us. You, but, I, you, I couldn't even go to the liquor store to buy liquor because it's not open yet. Oh, that's man. how that's early how it was. Early it was yeah. yeah. Well, so we're you, you, could, you could easily have a buzz this early <laughs> in the morning. Plus, I gave you the larger glass. That's so right. There's more baby wine glass and uh, an and adult wine glass. And you gave me the adult one. Um, like tom- tomato. Do you believe it's a fruit or is it a vegetable in your mind? See, these discussions, what do they really achieve at the end of the day? Because if I say fruit, that doesn't mean I'm adding it to a fruit salad all of a sudden. Right. Right? Right. Right. Fair. If I say vegetable, that doesn't mean that, you know, when they say eat this many vegetables a day, now I can have six tomatoes and I've... So what purpose does that prove? That's fair. What is that? That's a I'm fair... I'm not sure what, where to go with that. Also, I feel like you're setting me up to shit on me afterwards. No. Because I'm going to say one of them and you're going to be like, in fact, no. I'm going to say vegetable. Okay. Yeah. Where, where do you stand? I say that? vegetable. It's do a you? Fr- Listen, I can acknowledge that it's a fruit. Yeah. But like you, I'm never going to have it as a, you know, let me have a bite of a tomato like I would an apple and just eat it like that. That's right. not my thing. I need it to be complemented with olive oil or some other aspect. Mm. It needs to be... Do you, Italians do this? I think I know. I've seen this in many okay. many alert. ethnic uh, here, maybe, maybe racism <laughs> alert. Take a tomato and just salt and pepper on it. And oh eat yeah, it, right. But just that's like, when that's like, when you that's when you pick it off the vine. Right. That's the best time. So you take the tomato. So look at me. I'm like just what I just said. I don't do. Yeah. I would totally do. You pick the tomato, give it a nice slice. Yeah. This would be a larger tomato, not necessarily a toma- uh, cherry tomato. A little bit of salt. Yeah. Maybe a drizzle of olive oil and just go to town. Right. Yeah. So in India and Pakistan, something they do is with oranges. Oh, yum. They take oranges and then they make just a little pile of salt and pepper in the side of the plate. And they dip the... And the reason that kind of stuff is is done is because of how hot the climate is. Okay. So you're sweating and you're losing electrolytes or you're losing sodium. So they find places to put sodium. I can appreciate that fact that it's a very hot climate. I can even kind of appreciate... Dipping it in the in the salt—that's not the craziest thing. Dipping orange in salt, but uh, 
Orange is it can be so fantastic on its own. I feel like right. we're going somewhere we don't need to go. See, but I always think about tomatoes. I'm like, let's do this with tomatoes, people. You got a great thing going. Take a sweet tomato instead of a sweet orange and dip it in salt. Now I'm now I'm I'm all in. But the oranges I can't fully get behind. You know what you just said brought me to a conclusion. Okay. Electrolytes. Yes. Is tomato a fruit? My answer is gonna be no, because Gatorade does not do tomato flavor. They do citrus flavor, they do berry flavor, they do all these flavors to enhance their electrolytes, but they don't do a tomato flavored Gatorade. Yeah. And until they do, I will not concede that tomato is a is a fruit. Should we get in touch with Gatorade and see if we can be Could sponsored after that? And then huh? we'll be like after that? Tomato Gatorade, the best Gatorade around. It's like a meal and it gives you electrolytes. <laughs> we gave you that idea, man. You owe us something. Yeah, tomato Gatorade, uh, um, even tomato juice. Where do you stand on tomato I'm juice? I'm not. I, so that's why I like the Caesar. Yeah. And I will. I will make a bloody Caesar for our show. Yeah. Uh, I prefer Clamato's juice. Uh, tomato juice. I might as, give me tomato soup. Don't give me tomato juice. Yeah. I have no time for it. I had a. I had a friend for who was trying to it's stop a sauce. Drinking. It's like you made me a watery I sauce. Know, what are you exactly. doing? Exactly. I'm not going to drink this. Who drinks <laughs> sauce? No. No. Make it with some pasta. Fry some garlic. Yeah. Yes, but don't give me this. I had a, a friend who was trying to cut down on his beer consumption, so he was going half beer, half tomato juice. Oh, well, tomato juice in something. Like, don't... Uh, isn't that a Mexican... Uh, yeah, it's a uh, michelada. Yeah. Fantastic idea. Yeah. Except he was drinking about six to eight beers a day, and now he was drinking at, uh, six half beers and six half... And I'm talking about in pint glasses. Wow. And his face started getting swollen, and he was like... Something was wrong. Something. I think his joints were getting swollen. It's because the sodium oh. in tomato juice is bananas. Yeah. And you can't be drinking. He was going through a full, those big cans of tomato juice. I would argue that in order to make tomato juice palatable, you've got to put so much salt in it. Yeah. And hence, I have the problem with it. Right. But I don't have a problem. If you put clam juice next to it, I'm this good. This is the thing. Is it, it takes so little to make a bad thing good. Yeah, huh? it's true. <laughs> we'll get into that. For our international listeners, Clamato's juice is tomato with clam oh, juice yeah. and salt. And we make a drink called the Bloody Caesar, which we've mentioned many times on this episode. So, so stay tuned for that particular episode. It is episode. a crime, America, that you don't have that drink in your country. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'll put that on record. There you go. I love it. I love it. Write your letters to Ali at... <laughs> All right, we're gonna go into uh, the segment of our shoot show. The segment of our show. Look, I'm I'm probably wasted too if I can't string three words to, together. Yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna go to the last segment or the dessert segment of our show, eat and drink, which is my least favorite segment. My called, bad, my favorite. I might. It's tops for me. I basically am here every day for this. Everyone I talk to about it yeah. say they love this part. Yeah. And they love it because they can tell in my voice that I'm not enjoying I it. I know. Well. Let's, let's think about my enjoyment for once. All right, fair enough. So this is What's in Marco's Mouth. What's in Marco's Mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's Mouth? It's nothing dirty. We're guessing, we're messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's Mouth? And uh, I'm going to put on... A blindfold, if I can find it. I should have had it out before. And Ali is making something that he's going to then put in my mouth, and I have to guess what this food item is. Okay, now, 
Let's get this cool down a little bit. Oh, I've already given out too okay, much. Okay, so it's going to be something warm. <laughs> so here, it's a oh, thing. Oh, it smells great, whatever it well, is. There here. you go. So it's a thing. Not necessarily tomato-based, right? Uh, not necessarily. No, yeah. not, 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 not necessarily connected to what we were doing. Um, the idea is that it's, it's a thing and it's a seasoned with something else. I, I don't want to use the exactly the okay. right word here, but, you know, there's a couple of things operating here. Let's see what you can... Okay, I can, I'll tell you. I'll describe the smell, that I, the, or the scent that's coming from it. It's very... It's got a savory smell to it. Uh, it smells rich okay. and tasty. What am I doing it's, now? It's so hot. Okay, it's, it's too so hot. hot. Okay, I'm burn your mouth. Oh shit! Shit! This it, you know why? Because I didn't want you to see it. I didn't want you to okay, see it. Okay, fair enough. So it's been warming on low for the last half an hour as we've been chatting. Oh. So Our, it's hot from from. Heat and not spice is what you're suggesting. Who knows? What, did oh, I say man. that? Did I say that? No, you didn't. I'm making that. assumptions here. I'm making total <laughs> okay, assumptions. Here. Okay, okay. Let's get that mouth okay. ready. Am I opening? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's hot though. It's hot. So when you can, you can take it slowly. You can't touch it though. That'll mm -hmm. give it away potentially. It's okay. huge. It's huge. Marco, tell us what is in Marco's mouth. Okay. This is so tough. I would never be able to do this. I love that you do this. Okay, its its structure has a starchy feel like a potato. Okay. But I taste the... A sweet herb with it, almost like a fennel. Okay. Is it a potato? But is it it's not quite a potato? Um, a, can I have another piece or is yeah, that I all I... Another piece. No, no, no. That's great. That's great. But it's not quite fennel, but it's it's... Is it dill? Am I tasting dill? I think I'm tasting dill. You can think all you want, okay. buddy, but that's not what's okay. happening. Oh, here. Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. It's huge, he said. Because you're not put a smaller piece. I mean, it's uh, there's reasons that I can't do that. I'll explain okay. to you later. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, huh? Is there any clarity? Oh, you're killing me here. Like, you, you can't make it easy, right, Ellie? You have to make it this complex. It's too it's one thing and then another thing with it. That's what it is. Because I don't... I'm going to say potato, but it's not potato. I feel like it's like um, a different kind of root. Cel celeriac or some shit like this. Some, uh. Okay. <laughs> Potatoes with dill in a mm, light oil. Like um, It's a light oil. It's not olive oil. Avocado oil. Cooked in avocado oil. That's going to be my guess. Okay. okay. I invite you to uh, take off your uh, blindfold and, and uh, revel in your failure. It's a pierogi. It's a potato Oh, it's a pierogi. pierogi. Yes. Oh, it's, pierogi, oh, it's, a, it's totally a pierogi. So it was potato. Okay. It was, uh, I, I boiled them very quickly, but then I tossed them in butter. So right. that avocado oil, not okay. olive oil thing was actually butter. Okay. And then that is Thai basil. So I was connecting it to today, to the basil. Oh, this the is basil. a Thai basil, which is very, very, you know, it's a different flavor. Yeah. You wouldn't use it in, in a pasta sauce. Oh, man. But you would use but it in like an eggplant curry. There's no dill in that at all? Oh, my God, you son of a gun. Is there that is dill? dill? Is there that is dill? dill. Okay. Yes, there is. Hey! Well, you, hey. Can't, you can't put two herbs and no, expect... Okay, okay you're... No, okay. You but that what? is dill, right? I'm not... That is dill because the, I tossed a bunch of it with, uh, with, with cherry tomatoes and some fried okay. onions, served that last night. But then this I kept aside, but there are little bits of dill okay, there. Okay, good. Listen, there's so little dill on this that that is actually the most impressive thing you've oh, ever had. I could That's tell great. it was potato, but I, it didn't have the... Um, 
crunch of potato, but it was so huge. I'm like, okay, I know. I'm it's, trying to cut it. In no, half. I it's see now. It's outside. it's it's an it's hard to like how small can you cut a pierogi That's and still make it a pierogi? Yeah. In the end, yeah. Right. Oh, well done, my friend. Well okay. done. I'm. You know what? That's I'll nice. say this. I'm happy that I got parts of it yeah. correct, but uh, wow, that was weird to have such a huge huge piece of pierogi put in my mouth when you can't see it. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that probably leaves less room for your mouth to mm-hmm. do the sort of investigating because it's just all full of a half a pierogi. And you know what's interesting? It's like, okay, so typically I would have pierogi with a bit of sour cream. So yes. not having it with the sour cream uh, also kind of throws right? me throws me. My goodness. Well yeah. done. Well Thank done. Thank you. No, well done Listen, on your end. If you have suggestions for what our segment what's in marco's mouth yeah email us at uh, but but also in the subject header say suggestion for marco's mouth that's why that way i read it and he doesn't read yeah. it otherwise you spoil you know you're right uh, yeah of course you're right oh so that's you have great to put you have to put the subject line in that one a little extra homework not a big deal uh it'll be worth it in the end now before we end anything exciting happened to you food wise this past week very much so okay i was in ottawa for an event i was hosting an Amazing. event uh, I decided to stay an extra night in Ottawa. Our Ottawa, nation's capital right now in Canada has a crazy food scene. There's about seven or eight restaurants on the 100 best list uh, of the 100 best restaurants in Canada that are from Ottawa. What? A decade ago, there was negative two restaurants and they would take away points because it was wow. a, you could just, yeah, it was like chicken finger capital of Canada or something or whatever was great. You couldn't find it very easily. Fair. Now there is a scene and I went to a place called North and Navy and man, I just cannot say enough. Really? Good things. Yeah. Do you know what a Cicchetti is? Yeah, Cicchetti. Cicchetti, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I've never had okay. these it's, thin disc-shaped pastas. No, with, then hang on. I'm thinking something totally different. Yeah. A chiquetti is like a is like a a little accompaniment to a drink if you're having an aperitivo. Oh. You would have like a little food item that they would serve you this to complement. This was C-I-C-H-E-T-I and the E had an accent going on it. Um, okay. No? No. Nothing you're, doesn't yeah. mean anything? No, I mean... I mean, it's possible that you don't know something from Italy comes from a different region. It could be very right? regional. It sounds like Orecchietti, but continue. I, yeah. Okay. No, this is like a thin disc-shaped picture, like a mini, uh, like a tiny, tiny pancake, you okay. know, uh, like a gold coin uh, type of uh, size okay. and very thin and um, and with walnuts and honey and you just let, it, it was so good. Is it a pasta or is it, it a... It is a... It's a pasta. Okay. Yeah. We also had this... Um, Zucchini, so uh, spiralized zucchini with some chickpeas sure. and lemon and olive oil with a smoked burrata on top of Yum. it. So a nice cheese on top of it. That was, that was these are two memorable things. And then we had bistecca alla Florentina, yeah. so a massive hundred and fifty dollars steak. Yeah. Uh, first they cook it sous vide, and and then they pan fry it mm-hmm. to sear the outside. And so it's just this perfect... Was it good? It was so was good. Was it good? Because it a lot of people so claim they can good. do a bistecca fiorentina, but a lot of places can't. These guys and know what they're people doing. would argue that you can only really get a bistecca fiorentina in Tuscany. In, yes. Okay. Because it's supposed to come from the Chianina um, cattle. Yes. Which is an ancient oxen type cattle. Okay. And so that's why the steaks are so big. So I don't know if they used Chianina. So big. It was uh, such a big okay, steak. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. It fed five of us. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. 
It was phenomenal, and I think these guys are trying to stay as close to the to the the, the purity of what they're serving as as possible. North and Navy, North and Navy. If you're in Ottawa, the yeah. nation's capital, check it yeah. out. That gives a, that gets a thumbs up from you. That's brilliant. It does. And my wife was like, "Why are you staying an extra night in Ottawa? You're done. Why don't you come home?" I'm like, "Ah, you know, I'm gonna try to figure out it." But what I did was I ate very, very well. Hopefully she won't listen to this episode. No, hopefully she won't find the receipt that is in one of my pockets somewhere. I was, uh, but man, that's what I do. That's what I do. It's recon. It's research. Yeah, listen, it's for you. I do this for you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm thanking you for our listeners too. Yeah. Because it's important to find, when you find little gems like that, share it with the world. Don't keep it too close Absolutely. to the chest because if they don't have enough people going to it, yeah. Then they close down. And there's also the flip side, not to be the negative N- Nelly here, but one day you go to the restaurant and there's a lineup and you can't well, get in. That's the uh, Bourdain effect, right? Because yeah. when he had his show, he yeah. would go to these little places and sort of mention them and people would flood them and then right? they wouldn't be what they once were. Exactly. Right. Well, let's not, let's not screw it up. No. Uh, North and Baby, it's called. <laughs> no. It's North and something. Look it up. Try to find it. Might be in Ottawa. Might be in Toronto. If we I have a it. little treasure map on our, on our website. Tell me about your. Uh, your weekend food. Okay, so we have a neighborhood restaurant around the corner from where I live, and it's just a little neighborhood restaurant. It's not meant for the masses. It doesn't have many tables, and I love it because it's so charming. It's so wonderful, and it's a Negroni and pasta bar restaurant. So they've got Negronis on the menu, and they've got pasta. And what's beautiful about this is the pastas are all ten bucks. They're not huge pastas. Mm. You know, you go to some restaurants and they just give you so much pasta. And you're like, like my stomach can't contain all right. this th- that you've put in front of me. And they do. I mean, I'll do my best. But oh, my stomach I, yeah, can't don't get me wrong. I will, <laughs> I will make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I, will, I won't walk out of that restaurant in a straight line. Right. But that said, it's great. And next time we do an episode at my house, we should go there. Because Are I you want to give it a name or not yet? I don't know. I, thought, I don't know if I should. <laughs> I don't know if I should. Is it called Annabelle? You tease. It's okay. called Annabelle. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's somewhere in the city. It's a neighborhood bar. Everyone's so lovely there. And I had, and they do a great brunch too. I've told you this before, Marco. Mm. This is my favorite thing when... The thing I hate the most, let's start with the negative, great. is when a restaurant does 17 different things. Yes. Yeah. And none of them particularly well. You know, conversely, my favorite is this we do pasta we do negroni oh yeah. you guys have pizzas no, no. Do you guys have a beer we have one beer yeah. yeah we're just doing this you don't like this don't come here yeah go somewhere it's else so important yeah it's so important i think i've told you the story in jordan where i went to this place they make two types of desserts both of them are called kanafe this sorry kanafe with the with the for the cheese. record you've never told me this but go I've never on. Told no you this. but now I'll i'm excited to hear I, i've never heard this story before uh it's just a son and 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 dad combo making this kanafe dessert and and that's it and it's a very you know it takes a lot of work uh it's just this crispy semolina exterior cheese in the middle and it was just two two ways kanafe two ways yum it's like going into a place that goes hey we've got hot dogs all dressed or or plain there you and take it or leave do. it. Yeah. I once went to a bakery in a suburb of Naples, Portici, where it was a father and son, and their bakery was really, really. Sp- it just was gray and had an oven, and they would make this wonder dessert, sfogliatella, which looks like a. This particular one looks like a clam, and they had a, a photo of their. And this sounds. This is sad, so I'm not trying to make a lot light of it. Of the dead mother, so the man's husband, the wife, and their. Just paste. That was the only thing in the restaurant or in the bakery. And they were just using like a pizza shovel in the oven, taking these things out, putting them in. And they didn't have smiles on their faces. They were really upset. And I've never had 
a better tasting sfogliatella in my life. <laughs> Sometimes uh, anger and uh, spite, like that garlic like that, that you made. Sometimes anger and spite can make a great a great meal. There you go. Well, we'll leave you with that. Thank you for listening to Eat and Drink. This is my friend Ali Hassan. This is my friend Marco Timpano. And cheers to you, my cheers friend. To you. Uh, cheers to you, our listeners. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. <laughs>